Yes, here we are off of Saturday as we get ready for eight more games to come on Sunday, and then we will know the Sweet 16. It's the nation's college basketball show and podcast. It is college basketball coast to coast. I am the somewhat capable host, as in my brackets are blown just about every which direction. Uh, And we're going to get into that forthwith here in just a moment or two about what happened on Saturday that has cost me, along with probably several million others, with the upsets that have been happening uh, in the 2023 Big Dance. Again, uh, TJ Reeves hanging here shortly. Tyler Jones will be with me. I love Tyler's insight uh, based on the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Tyler, a Kansas grad. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, we'll get into this. Uh, he's in mourning. I'm in mourning over the Memphis Tigers taking the loss on Friday night. We'll be uh, group therapy together, I guess, on the show in a moment or two. Thank you for finding us, however you've done so, through a social media link. Uh, whether you're finding us through the Last Word on Sports and their podcast, lastwordonsports.com, and lastwordonsports.com slash podcast. Uh, they are helping promote us as well. Uh, Make sure you're following or subscribing before the games, after the games, all kinds of great programming here on College Basketball Coast to Coast, including the streaming tune-in channel. Go under tune-in and their premium service, and you'll get all kinds of NCAA tournament previews and reviews on College Basketball Coast to Coast, just like this show with my guests uh, that are everywhere breaking the tournaments uh, down. Uh, there, There is no doubt that uh, we're going to narrow this down to a Final Four in Houston. Cannot wait for that. And you want to be with us along the way. We'll be live in Houston, Texas on College Basketball Coast to Coast, the streaming channel, and also in podcast form for whomever ends up there to be crowned a national champion. All right, so without delay, we will get into the Sunday matchups as Sunday action is coming up here in a bit as we release the show. And they're playing throughout the day and the evening on Sunday. So we'll go over all of that. But first, let me welcome in Tyler Jones. I love Tyler's insight. He's with Chat Sports. Uh, Tyler, again, has been a longtime uh, broadcaster in the uh, Big 12 footprint, in particular, of Texas and Oklahoma and Kansas. So we're going to get insight on everything Big 12 in particular. This is why the show is coast to coast, including the different teams uh, like Baylor and uh, Kansas State and TCU that are in action on this Sunday. Tyler will have insight into all of that uh, as it unfolds. Uh, But I guess first things first, welcome. I I should tell the audience because I can see you, you're not in black, you're not in mourning, you don't have a black armband on, but the Jayhawks' uh, hopes of trying to repeat are gone. They're dashed at the hands of Arkansas. You seem to be coping with it fairly well. It's It's good to have you here on the show. I am in recovery mode, TJ. Uh, I'll be honest, like, after they lost yesterday, kind of hard to watch some of the other games. I'm like, man, this is this is difficult. But the the thing that that hurts the most is TJ the fact that they had every opportunity to win that game yesterday. Traditionally speaking, when Kansas gets knocked out of the tournament, they get blown out by somebody, and it's over halfway through the second half. I'm like, okay, uh, you know, they got beat by a better team. In this case. There's no one to blame but themselves. I know people are talking about officiating, but I thought officiating was bad, but on both sides. Um, you know, I look at that game and you know having that eight-point lead at halftime and blowing it just in the fashion that they did, the mistakes they made down the stretch, and Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick not stepping up in those big moments, uh, that's what's most painful is just that you should have won that game. How much do we credit Arkansas and Eric Musselman, a coach that's repeatedly been in the Sweet 16, whether at Nevada and now at Arkansas again? You got to credit the Razorbacks some for taking it from Kansas, obviously. Yes? 
Oh, of course. Absolutely, you have to. I mean, did Kansas make some mistakes down the stretch? Yes, they did. But Arkansas capitalized on those mistakes. And, you know, they earned that win. Uh, credit to them. Uh, Eric Musselman and company did a really good job. And what, what I was impressed with Arkansas was, you know, how many guys they have in a foul out? Like three? I think three, yes, speaking of the officiating. And, and yet it was still next man up. They still found ways to work around that, even with some of their best players uh, out of the game here. I mean, Arkansas was was ready. I mean, they uh, they they put it all out there and, and earned that win. Yes, they did. And uh, their fans will be the first one to admit on, on the officiating that they were very displeased, especially when uh, uh, Devontae Davis, Debo Davis, uh, fouled out of the game with still several minutes left. And they found a way uh, to, to hit free throws, hit a shot, hit free throws, and then eventually get a stop on Kansas and hit more free throws and end up winning the game 72-72. Uh, uh, to 71 at the end of things and a shirtless Eric Musselman running around in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, uh, hyping up the fan base. An image we won't soon forget in this tournament. Uh, again, he's had uh, some success. All right, uh, one, one more on this. Give us an update because you're plugged in. Bill Self obviously had a, a, a heart procedure. This is no slight thing, no laughing matter. He was able to be around the team in Des Moines, but did not coach either of the games. One, what do we know about his recovery and how it's progressing? It's obviously progressed some, but two, how much did they miss him, even though Norm Roberts has experience and has coached elsewhere and has coached this specific team this year? How much did they miss Bill Self as well, Tyler? Your thoughts real quick on that, and then we'll move on. Oh, they they missed him tremendously. And, you know, you look at some of the decisions that Norm Roberts made, and I think Norm is – one of the best assistant coaches of the country. He knows this team inside and out and did a really good job for the most part. But some of the decisions he made down the stretch were not those that Bill Self would have made and and not being prepared in some of those moments. Uh, you know, for, for Jalen Wilson not to take a three on that final possession or for Jalen Wilson to intentionally make uh, – to, to make that second free throw – those are things I feel like if Bill Self is there that he's got something written up like, hey, we're getting the three here or miss the free throws. You can get that rebound. Some it, of those it looked like Jalen Wilson was trying to miss the last free throw and he banked it in because you saw his expression was like, you got to be kidding me because it banked right in. He was trying to bank it off the back iron hard to get a rebound. Right. But yeah. I, I, but still, uh, you can't convince me. I'm detached from it that Self wouldn't have made a difference especially with a 12-point lead in the second half, and they can't right. hang on to it. All right, enough of me Enough of me flogging you on Kansas. You're good on having to explain that. Uh, I still want to lean on your Big 12. Texas, later in the night on the same floor, had problems but put Penn State away, and Rodney Terry as the interim coach in a season that began with Chris Beard being suspended uh, for domestic violence allegations and then eventually fired. Rodney Terry now has this team into a Sweet 16. Give me something real quick on Kansas moving on. I mean, on Texas, excuse me, moving on to the Sweet 16. Texas looks like a complete team. They're physical. They have the bigs. They have the guards as well. Rodney Terry's doing an incredible job there. He's earned the right to be their long-term head coach as far as I'm concerned. First time Texas is in the Sweet 16 since 2008. Uh, I like that Texas team, and I think that they match up well with Houston. I, I give them an edge over Houston if they're going to meet in an Elite Eight game. I think Texas would uh, would win that game. And 
The the other thing about Texas too, like they're playing their best basketball right now. I think comparably speaking to Kansas, Kansas said with that loss yesterday, that was their third straight Saturday with a loss. Um, Texas has really kicked it in gear the last few weeks. And, you know, you I, I would say they're getting hot at the right time, if you want to put it that way. That's what I, I stands out to me, this Texas team. Complete team, good guards, good size, getting hot at the right time. I wouldn't want to be playing UT right now. Serge Bari Rice has been good. Uh, Disu had 28 yesterday. They were only one of 13 from three-point range and yet found a way to win the game. Uh, Penn State makes eight three-pointers. Texas made one Tyler Jones for the whole game and still won the game. We love Tyler's insight. Follow him on social media at Tyler Jones Live. The Jones Report is his podcast. Tyler will be with me at the Final Four in Houston. I can't wait, my friend, a couple of weeks from now on our coverage on college basketball coast to coast and on tune in. I love that. Uh, anything else stand out from Saturday? You mentioned Houston. I thought Auburn would knock them off, and they had a 10-point lead past tense, and Houston really showed something. Marcus Sasser's groin was obviously better. He played well after looking uh, shaky on Thursday with the injured groin. He played better two days, I guess, made a big difference. I was in Orlando and saw Tennessee courtside handle Duke. That stands out to me. Tennessee in the Sweet 16, UCLA won uh, Saturday night over Northwestern and gutted it out. What, what else out of all of that stood out from Saturday for you before we move on to Sunday's games? Yeah. Uh, how about Princeton getting the uh, win over wow. Mizzou? Too? I mean – Princeton has no scholarship basketball players, and they go from a close win against Arizona to a dominating win against Missouri there. To me, that was very interesting to see. Uh, typically, when these 16 and 15 seeds get that big upset, usually we, we write them off for that second-round game. It's going to catch up to them, but Princeton showed up and performed and you know they're they're not going away quietly. Put it that way. To yeah, me, that was a big deal for them. In in oh. both of these in both of these wins over Arizona and Missouri, both Arizona and Missouri have come out of the game saying they are athletic, they are big, they are talented. Forget about Ivy League next to their name. I mean, that's a 15 point win over a hot Missouri team uh, yesterday. Where again, Princeton makes 12 three pointers in the game. Uh, they end up. Uh, out rebounding Missouri 44 to 30 in the game. And this is the third right. year in a row, Tyler, where a 15 seed has won two games and made the Sweet 16. Oral Roberts and Max Aismas two years ago. St. Peter's got to the Elite Eight last year. Now, Princeton. I mean, what it demonstrates, follow up on this, everybody's got players. Everybody's got two or three players that's in this tournament. And obviously, we see it again now out of the Ivy League. They have players. They do. Uh, they certainly do. And, and what do we say at this time every single year, TJ? Guards win in March. And <laughs> whether it's Princeton, Alabama, Texas, Houston, UCLA, what's the theme with all these teams? They all have good guard play. And it rings true once again. You got to have good guards that win in March, and we're seeing it here in 2023. And Ryan Langborg uh, is that guard. Ryan Langborg, 22 more. He had a big game against Arizona. He had four threes and 22 more in the Princeton win. So they move on. And that segues us 
into Sunday. And let's talk right away about Baylor and Creighton because that team will get Princeton in the Sweet 16 uh, eventually in Louisville. Whoever wins that Baylor-Creighton game, that is a Sunday game coming up uh, in uh, Denver. What does that game come down to in your mind between uh, Baylor and Creighton, Tyler Jones? I could argue Baylor might be the most athletic team in the country uh, with with Flagler and – uh, Thamba and, and and those cats that they got there, that is a team that I would not want to face. And I know they're not necessarily playing their best basketball right now, but Baylor, when they play at their best, can beat anybody in the country. And so I like Baylor to get past Creighton today, and I'm looking at that team. They still can be a Final Four team. Flagler, I got to tell you, there, there's something special about this dude and his game, and you look at this Baylor team, uh, watch out. I, I think Baylor I, – I thought when, when I saw them play Kansas in person, I mean, Kansas – Say, I know that they were one seed. They won the Big 12 and everything. But Kansas looked overmatched. Baylor looked like a more talented team. Bill Self even said as much after the loss at that time. So, Baylor, for me, that is a team to watch. If they get past Creighton today – Look out, the Baylor Bears could uh, could be joining us in Houston here. And I know you spent a little work time in and around Omaha and the Creighton program, and Ryan Kalkbrenner is fantastic. He had 31 in the win over NC State. That's going to be a concern. Does he have a huge game? How does Baylor handle him? And again, that game coming up as we release the show here on Sunday, Baylor and Creighton, 7 Eastern time, 5 Mountain time, 5 local time in Denver. Let's stay in that same pod. It's in a different bracket. It's in the West bracket, but the second game up on the floor there is Gonzaga and TCU. That is the last game of Sunday. That is approximately 740 Mountain Time, give or take, probably going to be a little later, 940 Eastern Time. Gonzaga favored a lot of people's darlings to be in the Final Four again. How does TCU with Mike Miles and company match up in this game late Sunday night, Tyler Jones? I don't think this is a good matchup for TCU. Uh, I really don't. TCU, um, you know, they it took everything they had to get past Arizona State this past round. And we know what they've been through, the the controversy here the last couple of weeks uh, there at TCU. Um, you know, I, I I do not feel good about uh about TCU in this game and their their chances of winning this here. To me, that's his that uh, it, it's felt like at least, and TJ, maybe I'm wrong on this, but watching that game Friday night and them getting right down to the finish, something kind of tells me that team has run out of gas. Mm. And this is not a program you want to be playing if you've run out of gas. Gonzaga, battle-tested, right. Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy's father. been here before. Uh-huh. I mean, and, and Gonzaga, that's a team that – you know, went through their woes at times this year, but they started to figure things out towards the end of this season. And and, and being the last run for Drew Timmy there at Gonzaga, um, that, that team might be playing with an edge, you know, especially Drew Timmy, you know, approve it of some sorts to, uh, you know, hear it down the stretch. I mean, watch out. That, that Gonzaga team, I, I would not want to be facing right now. The conversation continues again in a moment, but first let's tell you about our friends at Ticket Smarter and the Ticket Smarter mobile app. If you are looking to go to any 
of those NCAA tournament sites this weekend, whether that's all the way up in Albany, New York, all the way out to Sacramento, California, or anywhere in between from Birmingham to Columbus, Ohio, to Des Moines, Iowa, to Orlando, Florida, any of those locations, think about using Ticket Smarter to get into those March Madness games. And the reason you want to do that is they've got a 100% guarantee on customer service satisfaction and your purchase and the most competitive prices on the secondary market as well. Just find Ticket Smarter, the Ticket Smarter mobile app, and we're going to make it worth your while as well. Take $10 off your order with our promo code HOOPS23. That's HOOPS23 for $10 off your order, and you can use this as many times as you want with Ticket Smarter and the mobile app. Again, you've got great customer service, you've got a 100% guarantee, the most competitive prices on the secondary ticket market for all these great games, the mayhem of March and the madness, not just here, but the Sweet 16 Elite Eight round that's coming, Final Four in Houston, remember Ticket Smarter and the Ticket Smarter mobile app. We want you to think smarter, ticket smarter, and take $10 off with our promo code HOOPS23. Okay, again, that is the last game of the eight on Sunday. Let me skip back because I'm leaning on Tyler Jones's Big 12 insight here on college basketball coast to coast before we're gone and before we get out of here. The other game uh, of interest uh, that is in the afternoon, so this one will be earlier, uh, coming up in Greensboro, North Carolina, just before 3 Eastern time is K-State and Kentucky. Kentucky a win over Providence. K-State was solid in their opening win over Montana State. Uh, interesting that Kentucky remains favored as we release the show. That is enticing for the K-State Wildcats. Thoughts on K-State. Shibway obviously is a monster rebounder, interior threat. Kentucky's guard play inconsistent. Uh, K-State, though, with Norris, with Deontay, uh, uh, with Keontae Johnson, the, uh, the amazing story coming back from cardiac arrest. Uh, problems a couple of years ago, three years ago at Florida. He's been a great success story. K-State, 24 wins on the year. Huge matchup against a Blue Blood. Thoughts, Tyler Jones, on K-State's chances to advance in the Sweet 16? Well, we've seen K-State beat Kentucky in the NCAA tournament before. Uh, You go back, uh, what was that, 2018, when uh, they upset Kentucky. Yes, they did. And you mentioned Kentucky. Problems at the guard spot. We know she weighs a talented player. Um, but that can only do so much when you're a big, uh, as, as far as I'm concerned. Johnston uh, is, is an incredible player, a great athlete. And when you look at the NCAA tournament, traditionally speaking, the difference can be those guys that can just take over a game. And Keontae, he can take over a game at any point in time. I, I lean towards the other Cats here. I lean towards K-State in this game to get the job done because they have the type of guy – that can simply just take over a game like that. To me, that's intriguing. I, I think K-State can get the job done and and beat this Kentucky team. Kentucky has been so inconsistent throughout the year. I don't know what Kentucky team's going to show up, quite frankly. K-State's kind of been who they've been all season long, and, and I, I think that they're a better team than, than uh, Kentucky is at the moment. All right, and again, that game up in Greensboro is in the East Regional. The winning team will advance to New York, to Madison Square Garden, in uh, Columbus, Ohio, that's where Michigan State and Marquette are. 
that uh, that matchup will produce the final piece to the Sweet 16 matchups in New York. That one coming up just after 5 Eastern time. Quick thought on that is that Sparty maybe pulling an upset with Tom Izzo or Marquette, the Big East regular season and tournament champs with Shaka Smart. I know you're a Shaka guy uh, from when he was in the Big 12 with Texas. Is Shaka going to be in the Sweet 16 with Marquette to play either K-State or Kentucky? Quick thought. Well, uh, I look at that, and, uh, you know, there's we, – we start out the year with January, then we go to February, then Izzo, right? I mean, it's uh, it's his <laughs> month. But, uh, you know, Michigan State, they uh, they look good. And uh, their last win, Marquette, uh, that's a team that I have in my Final Four. I think, uh, you know, Shaka's got something really figured out there. Uh, you know, they kind of started out slow in their uh, their, their win there against uh, what was that Vermont in the first Correct. round? Correct, and then that second half, they really just went guns a blaze and turned it on that second half. I, I think Marquette, uh, is, is going to be fine here. This could be a very close game here, but Michigan State, for as good as Izzo is, you know, a Hall of Famer in his own right, uh, that that roster is, is kind of disappointing. I, I know that. Tom Izzo is not a fan of the transfer portal and bringing in players that way, but I feel like that he he's missing on an opportunity. Michigan State should be better than what they are. I, I think that they are uh, underwhelmed. Uh, you know that they're kind of outmatched here by this uh, Marquette team that uh, that Shaka's got here. All right, remaining moment with Tyler Jones again. Tyler Jones live on social media. It's college basketball coast to coast as we get you ready for Sunday again. Pitt and Xavier will start things off depending on when you're hearing us at noon. You may already know that result later on Sunday. So two standalone games: Pitt Xavier uh, up for Sean Miller against his alma mater. Sean Miller back at Xavier for a spot in the Sweet 16. The winner gets Texas. That one's up in Greensboro. Then the second game in Greensboro is Kentucky K State again. That's a standalone game. The only game going on followed by michigan state and marquette we haven't talked saint mary's and yukon in albany uh yukon made every shot against iona will that continue against a grounded grinded out saint mary's defense in that four or five matchup uh the winner to get arkansas by the way in the west regional in las vegas uh we talked about creighton and baylor we haven't talked about fairly dickinson the 16 seed upset purdue they now play florida atlantic i mean tyler i'm gonna put a smile on your face before you have to go Florida Atlantic's never been in the NCAA tournament, much less won a game. They get in the NCAA tournament, they win a game, and now they're a 15-point favorite in a Sweet 16 game against Fairleigh Dickinson. Will the magic continue against the 16 seed? A 16 seed has only won this game one time before, UMBC. They lost in the next game. Can Fairleigh Dickinson get by this and get into the Sweet 16 to play Tennessee? We'll see. Indiana and Miami will be very interesting as well. We haven't touched on this. The Hoosiers beat Kent State. Miami had to scratch and claw to beat Drake. Winner goes to the Sweet 16 in that matchup to play Houston uh, in the Midwest Regional in Kansas City. And then TCU Gonzaga will end it up on Sunday. Any final thought, Tyler Jones, before we're gone here for a Sunday with eight more games coming? Anything else in closing, including three Big 12 teams about to be in action? Man, uh, I got to tell you, you know, Looking at last night, Alabama and Houston, uh, I still think are the class of the fields right now. I know that, you know, we, we had the the upsets, you know, the Fairleigh Dickinsons, the Arkansas, the Princetons of the world, and that's going to draw the headlines. That's going to be the big story. But Alabama and Houston, folks, those are still the teams uh, to beat as we head into this second weekend. We'll see what today develops here, but – what 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 we see traditionally speaking, TJ, is 
the upsets happen early, and there's some big-time upsets, but eventually the Cinderella's lose their magic as we get closer to Houston, get closer to the Final Four. To me, you're going to have the good with the bad, uh, but you know these, these Fairleigh Dickinsons, these others, they've been great stories here. But eventually the cream will rise to the top. We'll see the elites start to emerge here this next week or so. And, w- and will those elites in- include uh, the likes of Marquette and Gonzaga as a couple of the higher-seeded teams that are still left playing today? Uh, somebody out of a Miami-Indiana matchup, somebody out of a St. Mary's-UConn matchup that moves on to the Sweet 16. Will it continue to rise? We're going to find out today. Tyler, I always love the insight. They need to catch you on chat sports and all the platforms on YouTube and social media uh, in and around uh, coverage of the NCAA tournament and the NFL with free agency in the draft. It's never an NFL offseason. Follow him at Tyler Jones Live on social media. The Jones Report is the podcast where you find Tyler. And promise me that I get to bother you again before we get together at the Final Four in Houston. I get to talk to you again, right, down the road? Please tell me we do that. Yes, let's do it. Anytime, TJB. Be glad to hop on. Yeah, looking forward to it. Should have a good time uh, down there in Houston as well. Good, uh, good stuff from Tyler. That'll do it for this edition of College Basketball Coast to Coast. Enjoy the Sunday eight matchups. We'll come back Sunday night into Monday morning uh, to recap everything that's going on. We'll know the Sweet 16 by late Sunday night. We're all about it. Again, follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify to College Basketball Coast to Coast. Streaming on the TuneIn channel, College Basketball Coast to Coast. For Tyler Jones, I'm TJ Reeves. Enjoy Sunday. And you've been with us on College Basketball Coast to Coast.